We can see Vishalom Parshas Vayakel, the great Slanam Rebbe, as we continue Vayakel. Vayakel Pakude obviously are really a repeat of Truma Tetzave, which begs the question you cannot engage Parshas Vayakel without being bothered by why are we reading this again? All the details, all the dimensions, all the engineering and architecture of the Mishkan, it's Kalim, and of the Kohanim, and the Big Day Kahuna, their, their clothing. Why are we repeating all this if we just did it in Truma Tetzave? And the answer obviously is Kisisa is in between. So they're bookends, before and after the Chaita Egel. God sent us the Rafu before the Maka, the antidote before we encounter the incident, and afterwards. There's one fundamental difference. The Beis Levi points out that Vayaka Pakude have the words, Kashur Tziva, as God commanded over and over and over again in Vayaka Pakude. That in Shumatitzava, it's the general instruction. But Kisisa was, we built something without God's um, consent, without God's support. Jewish people needed a physical means or a tangible means to connect to Hashem. Moshe, they panicked when they thought, based on miscalculations, wasn't coming back. He wouldn't represent that physical means to connect to him. So they built an ego as an alternative. And God says, I can identify with your need for a physical means, but you can't do it your way. You've got to do it my way. Religious creativity doesn't mean you get to make up what spirituality looks like. You could have the most noble intent in the world, but you can't make it up. You've got to follow God's desire. That's like your spouse says to you, could you please do X? And you say, no, no, no. I've got a better idea than X. I'm going to do Y. It's going to be amazing. And it's got, and so that, that's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that you want to do that for me. But I asked you to do X. <laughs> I needed you to do X. My need, my desire, my want was X. So, Kashur Tzivah. is repeated because it includes now the Mishkan. God says, Egel, I understand where it came from, but it was wrong. Instead, I'll give you a Mishkan. You want something physical, tangible to connect with me? It's a Mishkan, but Kashur You've got to follow exactly the way I command. Anyway, included again in Vayakel is Shabbos, and that's the piece we're going to learn in the Salam Rebbe. Page Resh Ayin Aleph. Vayakel Moshe Ko'adas Ben Yisrael Vayomer Aleim Eila Dvar Mashetziv Hashem La'asos Osam. Moshe gathered all of the Jewish people, and he said to them, these are the things that God commanded to do. Sheshe Shemim Tasem Alacha, Vayom Hashvi'i Yelachem Kodesh Shabbos Shabbosom Hashem. Six days you'll do work, and on the seventh will be a holy day, Shabbos Shabbosom, a great Shabbos, for Hashem. It's very interesting it says six days you do work. Why does it have to say six days do work? Does the Torah care if we do work? What if I want to rest all part seven time. days? Maybe we work part-time. Yeah, I'll work part-time. I'll, work all se- I'll, I'll rest all seven days. If rest one day is good, so rest seven days is even better, isn't it? Why not rest all seven days? The answer is the Torah <clears throat> doesn't see work as a concession. The Torah doesn't see work as a necessary evil. Well, if I don't work, I don't have anything to eat. I can't pay my mortgage, so I have to work. But if I won the lottery, then in a Hanami, I could keep Shabbos seven days a week. No. Torah says work is a value. Work is an ideal. Why? Because it's exactly what Hashem did, and we are imitating Him. God worked six days. He created, used His creative capacity, creative ability, innovation, and He uh, built the world in six days, and He only rested. He earned resting on the seventh. So we too, six days we work, not as a concession, but as an ideal. Because we're meant to conquer the world. We're meant to contribute, to repair, to mold, to shape the world. Not just to sit back. I, I like to think that if I won the lottery, I would continue doing what I'm doing. And if you wouldn't, then what you're doing is a job, not a calling, not a passion. And maybe think about finding something else to do. Or if you would find something else to do if you won the lottery, but it wouldn't be necessarily, not that there's anything wrong with a little golf and a little tennis and a little mahjong, but your life wouldn't be filled with that. You would find some calling that you'd want to you want to change the world. For us, Shesh Shamim Tasem Malacha is not a concession. Six days you do work, but it's a command. Six days, do work. Mold, shape, conquer, so manipulate the world. 
It's a wrong job for you. If you're part-time, maybe. Well, it depends what age you are and whether you've earned it. But it means that our mission is to, is to make a difference, is to make a difference in the world. We say in our davening, Shabbos is tachlis, lamasa bereshis. Tachlis. Tachlis means it's the goal, it's the essence. Tachlit. It's tachlis. It's why we're doing what we're doing. Meaning, what gives meaning? Why do we rest on the seventh day? So the easy understanding is we rest on the seventh day because it'll rejuvenate, re-energize us. I'm exhausted from the last six days of controlling, manipulating, conquering, discovering the world. I got to rest a little bit and now I've re-energized, boom, I'm ready to go. But that's not what it means. What it means, tachlis, we say in our davening, what's right? Tachlis the master The tachlis is why am I working six days to get to that seventh day? Why do I work? Because I want a Shabbos table with delicacies and food and surrounded by people and the ability to have conversation. The tachlis of all of my molding, shaping, conquering, innovating, creating in the world, the goal, the essence, the purpose of it, the culmination of it, the payday of it is Shabbos. So it's not that Shabbos, let me sleep and have nothing to do with anyone and just pass out so I can get back to working, then you've missed the whole point. The whole point of working is to get to the point of enjoying Shabbos. And then you go back to working so that you can enjoy the next Shabbos. So we sometimes have it backwards. What is so significant about Shabbos that Moshe had to gather all the Jewish people? He gathered Adas, everyone. Moshe doesn't gather everyone to teach them about Yom Kippur, about Arias, about Kashras. What is so significant about Shabbos that that's what Moshe gathers to everyone? We've, we've heard about Shabbos before. We got it. Keep Shabbos. Why do we keep repeating it over and over again? These are the things that God commanded to do them. What's the asiyah? What's the do? What's the action? What's the call? In fact, it's the opposite. Observing Shabbos is not a call to action. Observing Shabbos is a call to inaction. It's a call to rest. Stop acting. Six days you act. Put down all the things you act with, all the tools and instruments you act with, and relax. Be at peace with nature. Be at one with nature. Stop manipulating and controlling. So what do you mean, la'asos, osam? Moshe gathers everyone to teach them Shabbos, to do them. What do you mean to do? This is not action, it's inaction. The seventh day is holy for God. Whoever does malacha dies. When was this vayakel? When was this day? Historically, when did Moshe gather everyone to teach them, to instruct them about Shabbos? This was the day after Yom Kippur. The morning after Yom Kippur, when he came down from the mountain. So historically, what is the context? It's right after Moshe earns forgiveness. God is appeased after his anger, his wrath over the the Chet Egel, the miscalculation. When they built an Egel as a means, maybe a noble means to connect to God, but a miscalculation, they had no right. They were not entitled to experiment, to do that on their own. So this Parsha was given now, which is the Parsha of Tshuva. Right, we said in last week's parsha, if you remember, we said in last week's Lunamur learning, that the, you quoted the Gemara, which says that this whole episode of the Egel was a precedent for how when you mess up, you can come back. That's not to let the Jewish people off the hook for what they did, or to look back with gratitude for what they did, but it means that what they did set the tone for us and was a precedent for us that you can make a mistake, you can miscalculate, you can have poor judgment, you can come back. Last week we talked about what's necessary in order to come back. 
shame, guilt. When you celebrate, when you're proud of what you did the wrong, when you, Moshe doesn't break the luchos when he hears they built an ego. He breaks the luchos when he comes down and he sees them singing and dancing and having a tish and a fabrengen. When you're joy and celebrating and, and toasting what you did wrong, you're hopeless. It says, Vayis Ablu, they mourned. Only when they realized with guilt, with shame, Oi, what are they mourning? The lost opportunity, the lost time, we'll never get it back. It's gone. The lost potential in them, that lost moment, that's when there's hope. So this whole story is, how do you come back from such a terrible mistake? How do you come back? Last week we talked about Esther Perel. I don't know if anyone watched it. But that TED talk that she gave about how do you have infidelity in marriage and come back? How do you make a mistake, a miscalculation with children, with friends, at work? How do you make a terrible mistake and come back? This is the great mistake towards the Almighty Himself, an act of infidelity to Hashem. So this is the parish of Tshuva. Here it is again, that Kamar and Zara. Jewish people's mistake taught us Tshuva. So now, why is Moshe gathering all of them? And why specifically does this come here? Because what he's telling them is, do you know that part of the means of coming back, one of the springboards through which we can launch and propel ourselves forward in our comeback story is Shabbos. Even after the terrible mistake of Chet of, Egel. Uh, of, uh, it's a chata'a gedola. It's a terrible miscalculation. It was an egregious error. But there is advice. Yesh Eitzah, the koach in the power of Shabbos. Kamo Shomer Chazal, Kamo Shomer Shabbos, Kilchas Afilu Eved, Avad Avad Azar, Kedor Enosh Mochlano. The Gemara says in Shabbos that anyone who observes Shabbos properly, even if you worshipped an idol, like the generation of Enosh, you can achieve forgiveness. That doesn't mean six days a week you can worship idols, and the seventh day you rest, and you're forgiven. Then six days a week you worship idols, and the seventh day you rest, and you're forgiven. Shabbos is not... Just, you know, it's not like the formula. Say two of these and three of those and, and you'll be forgiven. But what it means is Shabbos has within it the power to reinvent ourselves, to reimagine ourselves, to recover and reinstate our old selves, to do a reset on ourselves. Shabbat my father's telling me recently, this is always the case. He was having a problem. You know, he uses the same phone when he goes to Israel and when he's here and just has the... Yeah, he's a SIM card or has it forwarded to the Israeli number. And most recent trip back now, he couldn't get it off the Israeli... I kept calling him saying, Dad, it goes right to your Israeli voicemail. I can't get through to you. So he tried like a million things and he went to the Apple store and they tried a million, or AT&T and they tried a million things. And the guy goes, try turning your phone off and back on. <laughs> he turned it off and back on. The problem was solved. 90% of problems with your computer and your phone, turn it off and back on and it works. It's reset. Shabbos is turn it off and back on. Turn it off for 24 hours. Turn it back on. When you make Havdalah, it's reset mochlan lo. Whatever the virus that was in the phone, the glitch that was in your computer, because it's overworked, overstimulated, there's too many apps that are open at once, so therefore it crashes. So what do you do? Shut it down. Sometimes you need to shut down when there's overwork, overstimulation, over apps trying to integrate too much noise, and then when you reset, when you start it again, oh, lo and behold, look at that. Everything's working. So it's not only shutting down, but it's also racing, because it becomes shut down. Yeah, sh- right. Exactly, exactly. So shut it down and, and, and all those apps, all that noise. The power of Shabbos, the power of shutting it down, the power of resetting, the power of recalibrating, realigning, rethinking, reimagining. This Eitzah, this advice, is for someone who's fallen, is somebody who's saturated, who's immersed, who's marinating in sin. 
the mitzvah of Shabbos is the source of love and clinging to God. Kamashikos of Bezemer. We sing in the beautiful Zemer. Oh, I love the Zemer. Ka Echzof. Hashabbos Noam Hanashamos. We sing, this is a magnificent Zemer, Ka Echzof. I'll send you the link to uh, a great niggin for Ka Echzof. You haven't heard Ka Echzof until you've sat in the dark at a Shalashudas of Hasidim packed in bleachers, pitch black, singing Ka Echzof at the top of their lungs. Hashabbos is Noam Hanashamos. Shabbos is the Noam, it's the pleasantness of souls. Hashvi Oneg Haruchos. And the seventh day is the ultimate pleasure of the soul, of the spirit. It is the, the pleasure point. Whatever you picture paradise looking like, whatever you long for, you're having a tough day at work, you want to be sipping a pina colada under a palm tree, <coughs> lying by a magnificent uh, beach overlooking the ocean, whatever your dream of what paradise looks for, the soul's paradise is Shabbos. The soul all week long is looking forward to, anticipating, dreaming its paradise is Shabbos. And the Helig of B'nai it says that Shabbos is the gematria of love with all your heart, love with all your soul, love to the greatest extent. So if Shabbos is the opportunity when you get rid of the background noise and you get rid of the distractions and temptations and you've quieted the Yitzhahara and now you're davening, you're learning, you're singing, you're spending time with family, you're, you're nourishing your soul. Your soul has been dehydrated and deprived all week long while you've been indulging in the pursuits of the body. And Shabbos, you're nourishing your soul. Your soul comes alive again. So if Shabbos is Ava and Dvekas, it's love and clinging to Hashem, how does that work for the person who during the week made the horrible mistake? So during the week you, you damaged your soul and now Shabbos somehow... What's love of Hashem, says the Rambam? That you're, you're lovesick. You're sick from your love of Hashem. So that's a very high level. For Shabbos to come and to get to the level where you're lovesick, you love Hashem so much, you're sick over the desire to come close to Him. How does that work for the person who during the week distanced themselves from Hashem, violated Hashem? What's the answer? The answer is what we spoke about yesterday in shul. You're right. As a lone individual, as an isolated person, if you violated Hashem during the week, you're not going to be able to feel intimacy, affection, connection, love with Him on Shabbos. But when you attach yourself to the Rabbim, like we spoke about yesterday, that when you see yourself as when you're part of when you're with the rest of the Jewish people, then kulam tzadikim. You might be the smelly chelbana on your own. You're the horrific, malodorous, repugnant, smelly chelbana on your own. But when you join the other ten ingredients of the ketoras, mm, now you smell delicious. Now you have a pleasant aroma and fragrance. So, so too with Shabbos. If you experience Shabbos in isolation on your own, you're right. Then how can you connect to Hashem, the same Hashem you violated during the week? But when you're part of the people, as the slanum of the base of Ram used to say, it was Margala Bapuma, it was a pearl in his mouth. The Gemara Chazal say that Shabbos complained. Shabbos said Sunday is Monday, Tuesday is Wednesday, Thursday is Friday. What about me, Shabbos? said, I'm all alone. 
I'm alone. I crave companionship and camaraderie. I'm all alone. So what did Hashem say? You're not all alone. You have the Jewish people. So the Beis Avram, the old Swan Rebbe said, how is it that Shabbos has the Jewish people? Where is their camaraderie? It means that when the Jewish people act together, when they come together, when they daven and they eat shalashudas together, when they sing and when they wish one another a good Shabbos in the street, when they feel connected and as one, and the things that divide them all week long, who did you vote for? Which sports team do you root for? Who, which dominion do you daven at? Where do your kids go to school? What kind of yarmulke do you wear on your head? But Shabbos comes and you say good Shabbos to anybody. And you connect with everybody. So when Shabbos comes and it is the great un- uniter, unifier, so that is the benzug, that is the companion to Shabbos. We say in Kiddush, Shabbos is Tchila, it is the beginning, the Mikrai Kodesh. It means that a Jew who longs to call out for holiness, the Jew who aspires, wants to live a holy life. So where do we begin? David Brooks writes in The Road to Happiness' book, he says, we live for holiness, not happiness. America today lives for happiness, not holiness. Do whatever makes you happy. Pursue whatever makes you happy. Define yourself, whatever makes you happy. Orient yourself, dress yourself, do what you want. It's all about happiness. He says, and he learned from Judaism, that we strive for holiness, not happiness. Now the truth is, nothing makes you happier than feeling holy. So they're not mutually exclusive. But we long for holiness, not happiness. So the Jew who longs for holiness, where do you start? Where do you begin when you long for holiness? What do you got to wear, a burqa? You put on blinders? You take a vow of abstinence, a vow of fasting, a vow of celibacy. Where do you long for holiness? It's the exact opposite for the Jew. You don't start by abstaining. You start by digging in delicious meals and wonderful mashke and beautiful friends and uplifting zmiros and experience the joy of Shabbos, the geshmak. I don't know who that is. Which Rebbe is that? I don't even know. In the last parak of Mishlei, when we sing Eishes Chayal Friday night, we say V'chagor Nasan Leknani Shakulo Romez Hashabbos Hashabbos Moshita Chagor Hatzal Liudi Shehu BeBechinas Kenani Sheasa Meisa Eretz Kenan. All week long we act like a Kenani. All week long the Judaism in us is suppressed. It's suffocated. It's longing to come out. Yeah, we go to shul in the morning. Yeah, maybe we fit in a little dafyomi. Yeah, we zog a few tehillim. Yeah, we try to keep kosher. We do our mitzvahs. We do our best. But we're so immersed in the world. We're trying to binge watch Netflix series. And we're ruthlessly trying to kill it in business. And we're so pursuing the physical world that we become like a knani. We forget who our neshama is. So v'chogar nasna, like a belt, but like a rope. We throw that rope to the knani in us we throw the rope to the Jew in us that's, that's inside the Kanani for, for the rope for the Jew to be pulled, to be lifted out, to be saved. You say to a person who's drowning in the sea, grab this rope. As long as you hold on to the rope, you're alive. You have a future. Let go of the rope, you're done. So all week long we're drowning in the sea. We're drowning. There's so much to do and so many bills to pay and so much money just to keep your kids in Jewish school. And you're dealing with miserable clients and patients and all week long you're drowning. Shabbos is the rope. Hold on to that rope and you'll be saved. Hold on to that rope. And what's the rope? Koach 
It means that you don't spend Shabbos by finding some hotel room in some isolated oh. place where you don't have to see one other person. Some people, that's their fantasy Shabbos. But that's not what Shabbos is. Maybe once in a blue moon you need that. But that's not what Shabbos is. Shabbos is koach harabim. You come to shul, you're connected with people. The power, the energy that's created by being with people. The unity. A unified heart. So when we are united, when we are connected, when we are a community, when we're a family, when we're a people, it lifts all of us and we are the companion to Shabbos. We came out of Mitzrayim. We were in the 49th level, the lowest level of Tumah. But what saved us? That we stood at the base at the, of the base of the mountain. We stood there. We were one people. We were united. Why does that work, by the way? Why does that work? Why? Yeah, why does it work that I attach myself to the rabbim and somehow that saves me? I'm still a yachid with my own shortcomings and failures and misgivings and indiscretions. So why does it help me? So I always give the example. It's like the stock market. You could have a stock that belongs to a certain sector and the sector is on its way up. And even though the stock didn't do anything particular. So you have a real estate stock, you have a REIT, or you have a banking stock, or you have a biotech stock, or you have a tech stock. And that stock, maybe it even has a shtickle bad news. It's going to come in under its uh, expectation of profit, of reports. And, uh, but it's part of a sector that's, that's moving up. So it will be lifted with the sector. The sector it identifies. And the opposite can be true. A company could have a shtickle good news, and really you'd expect the stock to go up. But that day, the whole stock sector moved down, and the company lost billions of dollars of its market value. Nothing about that company. It could have good news and it goes down. It could have bad news and it goes up. Why? Because when you belong to a sector, you move. Your value moves with the sector. So when you can attach yourself to the rabbin. So even though, if a Kodesh Baruch Hu were to look at my file, if he pulled out the videotape of my life, there'd be a lot of mistakes, a lot of things that he'd hold me accountable for. But when my record blends in with the people around me and we complement and supplement, when I'm part of a sector that's moving up, so then I'm part of the sector that's moving up. My value goes up with it. We have here two levels. Shabbos Kodesh, my soul longs it's sick from its love for you. So as an individual, before the mistake, before the sin of Chayta Ego, I can reach that high level of my soul is sick and longing for you. God, in the, in the um, shade of your wing, I find refuge. That's in the, in the plural. After we've made the mistake of Chayta Ego, the individual can't reach this madrega. Only when we link, when we lump ourselves in with Nefashos Yisrael, when we are collectively together. That's why Moshe is gathering. Now we understand why this instruction, this pathway towards tshuva, towards comeback, had to be given to the whole Jewish people, the community. And it's also why he told them it's something that you do as action, not inaction. This is the thing God commanded for them to do together on Shabbos. It's a command of action. So 
What's the action? There is an action of Shabbos. You're right. There's Lamites Malachos, the 39 categories of inaction. You can't violate Malacha Shabbos. You've got to be passive and inactive. But there's one big action to do on Shabbos. You know what that is? Find people and connect with them. Koach HaRabim. Have Shabbos meals. Invite people who otherwise would be all alone. Think about singles. Think about divorcees, widows. Think about people who need a meal. Because that's not Shabbos to eat alone. That's not Shabbos. Surround your table with people, with zmiros, with positive conversation, with laughter, with fun, with divrei Torah. Connect to shiurim, shalashud. Be part of people. Yisachtu, that's a call for action. La'asososam. So vayakel, he gathers everyone together and he says, La'asos, I have something for you to do. And you know what that is? The answer to coming back from a chait, ha'egel, is to take action. And the action is to be united, to be one. pesach nechal b'chabura. The Pesach is eaten together. The only korban that we see that has to be eaten as a group, you can't eat alone, is the korban Pesach. Kenyan Pesach Dilug. Why does the korban Pesach have to be eaten b'chabura? Because the people coming out of Mitzrayim having that first Korban Pesach were on the lowest level of Tumah. So what is the fastest way to accelerate our coming back from mistakes that we make? By uniting with others. Bechabura. To be together. To be a people. Mishum kach. Koifligo. Rabbiseinu akdoshim begodol hanyan shashabas. Shavas achim gam yachad. Beshabas. So the notion of being together is on Shabbos. I, I have this all week long. Who has time for friends? Who has time for for a coffee, conversation, all week long you're running, you're busy, you can't. You never have time. Shabbos comes, there is nothing else. There's no work to do. There's no phone calls, there's no emails, no texts to respond to. Ad shamar and admor beis avram, kasav shetzarach, mesir snefesh b'chdei l'shavaz yachad em yehudim b'leo Shabbos. So the, the, the beis avram, the slumber says, it takes mesir snefesh. You know, sometimes we have a lot of chaburas on a Friday night, this past week, Rabbi Zavolovsky was here, we are visiting Rosh Hashiv every month. We have a chabura. We have only we have a tish, we have a shom zachar. Sometimes people complain, you know, you belong home Friday night with your family. And there's truth to that. I'm not suggesting that every Friday night you have to go out. You've got to spend time with your family. Maybe you can go out to the chabura, go out to the tish, still make time before and after to be with family. It's, it's not, not a simple thing. But the Slonimer was saying, it takes Basir Snefesh. Friday night you're exhausted, you want to collapse. Go out to the chabura is the last thing you want to do. But Shabbos Achim Gam Yachad. Shabbos is a time that you sit together, Davka, to learn, to sing. So the Noam Elimelech says, the Reveli Melech of Lezhinsk, that to sit together for Shabbos, don't go home for Shabbos and eat by yourself. Shabbos is a time that you sit together, Gam Yachad, to be together. This coming week we have one of our Shabbos for the soul. Simchalainer will be here, so he's going to lead us in Shabbos in our singing. When is Hashem willing to forgive us? You know, you can have a child who disappoints you. You can have a child who violates something you asked of them. You can have a child who really, really upsets you and frustrates you. But then you discover that that child is getting along with their siblings and has united with them to do something really special. Getting along, united with them, did something for their siblings, and you say, you know what? Forget that. Because for a parent, we said this yesterday also, for a parent, there's nothing more geschmack, there's nothing that gives more nachas than when a parent sees their children getting along. You know, last week, um, WhatsApp and FaceTime now both have the feature that you can do multiple video calls at once. 
Wow. I don't know if you've used it, but we use it all the time. You could like a conference call, but you conference video call. So my kids sent me and Yochavid a uh, screenshot of, I don't know how many it was of them, four or five of them, all video chatting at once. So it looked like, like the Brady Bunch, you know, like the pictures in each, oh, each nice. in a square. And getting that picture, you know, sometimes you force your kids to talk. Did you speak to your sibling? Did you have a kid in Israel, I have a kid in New York, and my kid's down here. And, you know, do they ever talk together? When on their own, they talk together. And then they're all laughing and smiling in this screenshot. Just, is there anything that gives you more nachas than your children on their own coordinating to spend time, to get along, to be together? So the same is true with the Ribbon Shalom. The Almighty gets incredible nachas when he looks down on Shabbos. And there's a screenshot of our Shabbos table, of our Shalashudas, of our davening, of our walking to Shul and saying good Shabbos. When he sees those screenshots of our getting along, that's the antidote to the Chet Eagle. It's tapping into the Koach of Shabbos. The Koach of Shabbos, the energy, la'asososam. There's one activity, inactive when it comes to malacha, creative labor, but super active when it comes to connecting and uniting with the rest of the Jewish people.